podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and today I, I am absolutely delighted to be joined by Ewan Boy Martin. You might have noticed him in the comments uh, section Celtic. quite a few times <laughs> and Lawrence Connolly who is uh, a regular contributor to a Celtic State of Mind and today obviously there's no nerves lads is there? <laughs> Mate we just go out, play our football, do our stuff, 3-0 by half time. Well, take that. Close the game at second half. Right, I'm going to open up with a positive, right? I'm going to open up with a positive. And um, by the way, I've got to say, um, sorry if we were a wee bit late. We were trying to get our uh, system set up, and uh, thankfully, Ewan is technically minded and he was able to do it. A technical state of mind. But I'm going to start off with a positive today. And I have been criticised in the past for name dropping, but I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to, to tell this story. Remember Mikey Galloway, lads? Who could forget, mate? Yep. Oh, Mikey, Mikey. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, Mikey was at Celtic in a, a kind of barren spell, wasn't he? And he was part of that team in 94-95 that went to two cup finals. Um, but by the time we, we played Airdrie in the Scottish Cup final, he was out of the picture. But uh, I stayed in touch with Mikey. And um, the, the reason I'm bringing this up is the last time I got a wee text from him, he was saying, are you confident? Are you confident about the Rangers game? And I, I was feeling pretty good about it, the whole thing with the, you know, the full Celtic park, full Celtic fans, etc. And he predicted 4-0 that night, okay? So during this week, um, my thoughts will be with Mikey on Tuesday because he's, he's uh, going in to get a wee uh, operation. And I says to him, listen, Mikey, you got it right last time. What's your prediction this time? 3-0 Celtic. So I'm going to throw that over. That's the opening question, lads. Um, do you agree with Mikey Galloway? Me, I'm not going to disagree with Mikey. So yeah. 
I've just got a good feeling about today. Uh, if, if we perform, we win, I think. You know, it's, uh, as, as long as the referees and, or don't give any dodgy decisions, uh, yeah, I think, we're, I think it should be pretty good. I think that's absolutely vital. Um, I, I'm the exact same, and I've been saying it all week, if Celtic play our game, as Ange calls it, we'll be absolutely fine. Uh, regardless of what happens, of course, we will be top of the league after this game, but a win makes all the difference. Now, let's run through the team. I'm sure everybody has already seen both uh, sides in the lineups. Uh, Celtic lining up as follows. Joe Hart and goals. Juranovic at right back with Taylor at left back. Cameron Carter-Vickers and Starfelt with Hatati, Callum McGregor and Tommy Rogic in the midfield and up top, Jota, Yakamakis and Maeda. I'll come to you first, uh, Lawrence, because during the week on Monday and Thursday, we were talking about Possibly some selection dilemmas. Obviously, Kyogo's not in the team. He's not on the bench. I'll read the bench out in a second. But some of the dilemmas might have been, um, and I threw this out there, some people might disagree. I thought maybe Tony Ralston might have started, but then you're playing Juranovic at uh, left-back. And the other one, of course, was introducing Maeda on the right with Jota on the left. And that, that uh, sorry, Abada on the right with Jota on the left. And that hasn't happened. So... Is there any surprises in that team for you, Lawrence? No, for me, mate. Listen, if you played Tory Ralston, I think Taylor still plays. Uh, I think him and made a really good partnership in the left now. Uh, Maeda's work rate's just fantastic, isn't it? Uh, though it, I, I thought the back fives, it picks itself, mate. McGregor's definitely in, in midfield, and I thought he might have went, you know, beat on as a number six, McGregor further forward, and Roger Con just going for a wee bit more experience. But... Yakimakis, you know, there's no one else to lead the line just now. Yota's been back in form the last few games, so yeah, I'm not surprised at all with it, mate. You know, I'd have maybe a light to seen beat on start and McGregor further forward. I thought they'd given us more legs and more experience in midfield. Mm. But, you know, happy enough, you know, there's competition for places. It's kind of hard with the midfield, isn't it? You know, McGregor always starts and then it's. Is it any two from six or seven then? I think it's a good shout, actually. I mean, let's have a look at the bench before I come to yourself, Ewan. Um, Bain, Nero, Abada, David Trumbull, good to see him back in. James McCarthy, Mikey Johnson, Idiguchi, O'Reilly and Tony Ralston. The point that Lawrence makes about our midfield, it's the strongest area of the park for me. Uh, our midfield and that comes down to the options that you've got um, like he was saying there Callum McGregor's indispensable but you know uh, Tommy Rogic could certainly be replaced by O'Reilly and you'd have no concerns with that um, Hatate, I think the suggestion that, that you were making there Lawrence we, we beat on you could also say well how did we get David Turnbull in there you know these people would come in and do a job for you because if you were to play Turnbull, uh, then perhaps Callum McGregor's playing a more defensive role. Are you quite happy with the lineup? Um, as as I just read it out there, Ewan, and you're quite happy with the strength of the bench? Very happy. I think today it shows uh, Ange just picked his strongest eleven. Barkyogo, obviously, uh, not not quite fit enough. But yeah, I mean, I've always been a Roger fan in the middle. Uh, like Lawrence, I thought maybe beat on just for a bit of physicality in there I mean mm. uh, Hatati's a great talent but uh, sometimes he can't give the ball away uh, but, I, but I think on paper today it's the strongest 11 he's picked and again if we play to the way we can play don't you know I mean don't give them any fouls or free kicks because that's the only danger I think they'll have against us today so if, if we play a game which we will I'm sure yeah I, I think touch wood 3-0 win well, you've been a bit of a, a lucky charm when you've been in the studio. Well, you're so. unbeaten so far. <laughs> um, we will look at the opposition lineup. Here we go: McGregor, 
Tavernier, Tavernier, however you pronounce him, Goldson, Balligan, Bassey, Jack, Lundstram, Ramsey, Aribo, Kent and Roof, with a bench of McLaughlin, Halander, Barisic, Davis, Kamara, Sands, Arfield, Amad and Fashion Jr. Um, the fact that I have problems um, pronouncing any of those names shows that my focus <laughs> is entirely on Celtic on a, on a day-to-day basis. But you, you missed out the, the second half of his name, mate, or you, you know, can't get it. The pronunciation right, unless you stick penalty on the, the end of it, can you? Who's that? Is that Tavernier penalty? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, mate. Sorry, I should have picked up on that talking. I, I honestly don't know half their team. Well, listen, <laughs> you, know, I, I just don't. <laughs> you know, it's not disrespectful because every time we go into the uh, a, a game, uh, what I need to do obviously is have a look at the opposition, and what I tend to do is have a look at the last half dozen games, see who's been playing, um, and obviously we've got the state of Scottish football, and I get a, a bit of a flavour about some of the teams in Scottish football from Hibs fans, Hearts fans, Motherwell, etc. I think there's a few Aberdeen fans in there as well. But when it comes to Rangers, the point you just made there is absolutely correct for me as well, Ewan. Um, I'm just so focused on Celtic. So, uh, you know, I've come into this game and, you know, I have looked at a few of their their lineups over uh, recent weeks. But I think we'll go right back to your original point. We turn up today, we play our game and you don't really need to concern yourself too much. But you made a point about uh, the right back and penalty um, in brackets there, Lawrence. You know, it's Willie Collum who's in charge today. Do we have any concerns? We've been complaining about the officials all season. And, you know, it's not sour grapes. We've complained when we've won. We've complained when we've done not so well. But, I mean, the, the refereeing and the, um, the the performance of the officials this season has been appalling so far, hasn't it? Yeah, without doubt, mate. This is a referee. I mean, I was at a game where he gave up. Penalty thought he heard, you know, it was behind him. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, it's he's not a good referee. Uh, I think that some Scotland needs to address why the standard's so poor, mate. And, I mean, a lot of people saying, you know, it's incompetence or it's just bad luck, you know, people get stuff wrong and they rule out bias. I, I don't know how you can rule out anything on this, mate. It could be bias, it could be an unconscious bias, it could be incompetence, but I don't know how you can, can rule any of the three out. But Scotland seem certainly needs to address it I mean even yesterday you saw Martindale come out and complain about not getting a penalty didn't complain about the one he didn't get at Ibrox when the, the boy ha- handles it over to McGregor so they're poor across the board mate and it's something they need to tackle I think mm. yeah Willie Collum is just incompetent I think I think he's just absolutely atrocious as, as, as a referee the only one good thing is I'm pretty sure he's not actually a Rangers fan because <laughs> if you think about it most of the referees are. Let's, let's be honest. I mean, uh, the what's his name? What's that ref called? Madden. He 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 he, he just cheats. You could have just said insert name here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he just cheats. Name I thought game. you maybe talk about Robertson there. Well, there's, there's that. Or beaten. Does that mean? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I mean, will he call him at least? I mean, no, not at least. He's just useless. But and he, but he's erratic. I mean, there's sometimes you'll give the strangest decisions, and that's the fear, isn't it? Really. So. I think a lot of it comes from the fact that they don't, they're very, appear to be aloof because they don't communicate why they've made decisions. Uh-huh. I think I could probably address a lawyer, you know, if they were able to come out after games or, you know, let's be honest, they get paid a fair amount. So why don't they, you know, and I'm sure the TV cameras would love it, getting them on and saying, look, you gave this decision and, you know, let's say, for instance, it was a penalty Rangers and no one can see why it was, you know, what did you see there? I- why did you give it? That would never happen. The big thing for me... <laughs> you know, it'd be interesting TV, wouldn't it? Yeah. The, the big thing for me, lads, is when it comes to refereeing, this is a professional sport. 
and you need to you need this to be their sole their sole purpose, their sole focus. So we all know they're school teachers, they're lawyers, they do all you know that that's their full time profession, and this is a bit of freelance uh, secondary income that cannot be good for the game. And what we see week in week out is the elite of Scottish referees. These are the best of the best, and the standard is so poor. So yeah, you know I keep hearing VAR all the time. You know it's almost as if a default uh, position on this is we need to get VAR in. And I'm, I'm actually looking at it thinking I'm not quite sure that would improve the, the scenario because, you know, you've still got um, the same people looking at the decisions and, and making the decisions. So for me, it's not about VAR. It's just about improving the, the quality of the refs that we've got. And the only way you do that is you make them full-time. full-time you make them full-time, yeah. absolutely. Right, I'm really keen to get people in on the chat because, of course, that's how we were introduced to you and boy Martin, um, who I think this is your third game, isn't it? This is your uh, third, second, your third uh, appearance. Third appearance, second game live. Last one was Aberdeen, Aberdeen Victoria. Yeah. Yes, and yeah, another so. regular uh, commenter, Joe Porter, strong start. Eleven says Joe, uh, GG double today and a three-one win. We'd love to see it, lads. We'd absolutely love to see it. I mean, going into the game, I mean, predictions can get thrown out the water within five minutes of a game kicking off. But I do think, with the form that we've been showing and the form that Rangers uh, domestically at least have been showing. Uh, that were two goals better off than than this side, but we shall see. Um, okay, now Gerald McEwen come on the Celts from the Philippines. Hail, hail. Where are you watching the game today? I've seen someone there saying that uh, they'd switched on Sky Sports. It was like watching Rangers TV. Well, if that's the case, <laughs> get on to a Celtic state of mind. We cover every single game before, in the middle and after afterwards, and we've done that now for the last two seasons. Last season, uh, Lawrence, wasn't it that much fun? Uh, and you were involved in quite a lot of those games. This season is a completely different animal. I was talking at the beginning of the week, I was being particularly positive about Ange Postacoglu. I thought that was uh, a good thing. And how, you know, this is down to one man and, and the influence of one man. Let's just talk for a moment as we sit here. Regardless of what happens today, um, on the 2nd of April, right, uh, and so many, uh, so many fans have spoken about where they expected Celtic to be at the turn of the year or at the end of the season. And we heard about how Ange takes two seasons to, to you know, fully implement his, his style, his philosophy, his game. It looks as though we're ahead of schedule. Uh, you and over the entire piece, uh, Ange Postecoglou, the impact that he's made, is he taking you by surprise? Are we better than you thought we'd be? Oh, I think definitely. Uh, I mean, I, I always had hope this season we, we, we could still challenge and win. You know, you know the title. I, I, I never go into a season saying now oh, we, we can't win it. Uh, but the style of play and it's just starting to get clicking at the right time. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of folks will say about Ange, oh, he's, he's no plan B. I, I don't. I think that's wrong. I think within his system, there's, there's a lot of different variations he plays. I think. Ange says I don't change plan A meaning I don't stop attacking which is fair enough so so yeah but he's got so many different ways he plays you know he changes personnel for certain games uh, I, I I just think he's been absolutely fantastic and uh, we're very close to having a very special season we, we really are now again not to count the chickens because we've been very close to special seasons in the past and it's yeah. crumbled you know I always go back to the Seville season we, we still look back fondly on the run Ewan but ultimately that season was a failure now you made a good point there about uh, changing certain aspects of your game plan and one that I've noticed we were kind of crying out for it um, my frustration in the early days was the amount of time we spent 
across the back four. And listen, you could bring Joe Hart into that, passing the ball left and right and left and right. And I think the stats show that our two centre-halves have had more passes of the ball this season than anybody else in the team. That doesn't surprise me. But what we were crying out for, I, I felt, was... Um, you know, not always, but when the the chance arose and you'd certainly be looking for it, is to miss out the two fullbacks where you know the passing from Carter Vickers and Staffelt and goes directly to the wingers. I think we've done that in the last few weeks and it's made us far more direct. Have you noticed that yourself in the play, Ian? Aye, I think uh, I think the way with the, the with the inverted fullbacks, you know, it's uh, they come in and actually act act, act as midfielders. Mm-hmm. You know, so instead of going too too much side to side, you're actually kind of going forward rather than side to side and you're getting to players like Rogic or Otati who can then feed you know your Jotas or and Mameda and hopefully the big Gigi can then bang the ball in the back of the net big Gigi um, now Joe Porter Gigi first goal in a 3-1 Celtic win is his bet listen prediction wise I don't have a great I don't have a great record I've got to say um, however I'm fixed on 2 nothing today with Starfelt scoring the first goal to nice. shut me up about <laughs> I'm never scoring and uh, Yakamakis sealing the deal. Uh, Lawrence, in relation to what we were discussing there about expectations at the beginning of the season versus uh, where we are just now and the, you know, the raised expectations for the remainder of the season, where were you at the beginning of this campaign? What did you think was in store for us this season? Look, well, I said I'd been happy with, with a cup and, and challenging, I, I suppose, you know, I think even if we 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 end up with, with only League Cup, I think it's been a successful su- first season for Andrew. I'm, I'm going to be disappointed. Listen, I, I'm disappointed if Celtic don't win a throw-in. So we'd be disappointed <laughs> if we don't win the treble this, this season. Of course, I mean, but we're competing. You know, it's a two-horse race. It's changed days from you know what was it? Kevin Bridges said one of the horses fell, had to get put down, and it was a one-horse race for a while. So mm-hmm. we're back to a, a two-horse race, but it's it's tight at the top of the business end of the season. And this is what Ange builds his team for. You hear Jared talk about it, you know, it's for the grand final in Australia, this is how he builds his teams to perform at the tail end of the season. So it's business end of the season. And I'd say we're in pole position. We've got one trophy in the bag and we're pole position for the league. And, you know, we're looking good for the cup as well. No, brilliant. Listen, um, before we came on, there was a reason we went live about five minutes before kickoff time at half past 11, for us anyway, and that was because we've got a few competitions running. The reason for the competitions is that uh, we're hoping to get up to that uh, magical 18,000 figure. We're only 130 subscribers away, and what better day to do it on this Sunday, which could well be a beautiful Sunday, depending on the result. Uh, so we're going to give away some prizes. Uh, the jersey on the mannequin, which will be in between you and Lawrence for the halftime show. It's outside, uh, and I forgot to bring it in. I was too busy making the tea. Uh, that is the concept kit, which was modelled by uh, Rambo McAnally during the week there. Um, so that's one of our concept kits. It's a complete one-off, beautiful big shamrock. Uh, what might have been had Celtic uh, had a kit manufacturer deal with Adidas in the 1980s. And the second prize, of course, are two tickets to see Simple Minds uh, Jason Lee Simple Minds don't you forget about me absolutely Paddy Lavery a Belfast child will be singing today well Paddy I'm sure you will be about uh, yeah two tickets to see them at the Hydro on Wednesday night now these tickets are worth 130 quid all you need to do subscribe on YouTube to our channel it doesn't cost you a penny 45% of our viewers are not subscribers no having a dig just subscribe though because you might win a prize you know uh, Simple Minds though Lawrence that was kind of your era was it not? 
Mate, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Jim Kerr. He was going to buy Celtic at one point, wasn't he? Remember that? Oh, yeah. that, that, that was, was that G- Jim Kerry Dalglish. Dalglish. That's right, aye. And there was a third person involved Bono. in the mix. Was it not, was it, was it not Bono? Was, was it no Snoop? <laughs> <laughs> I think Snoop's interested now. But no, listen, I'm, I'm as I'm long sure, as it's I'm not sure, Bono McCarthy. I'm sure it was Bono, wasn't it? It could have been. I'm, I'm sure it was. Wow, incredible. What about yourself then, uh, Ewan? Because, I mean, back in the, the kind of 80s, they were huge, weren't they? They were almost the Scottish equivalent of you two at one yeah, point. Simple Minds, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen them live? No, I never saw them live. Well, they played at Ibrox. <laughs> I was like, why are they playing there for? Uh, so, yeah, no, because obviously, you know, the, the, the Breakfast Club, that movie. Oh, yes. That song became Loved that film. epic after that. Yeah, but yeah. That was a John Hughes film, wasn't it? The other John Hughes. John Hughes the third. I, I, I the film guy. Yeah. Ah. Is it Yogi's birthday today, isn't it? Is it? Which one? John Hughes. The original. The original, yes. Is it? Well, happy birthday if it is I to Big so. Yogi. Always an absolute pleasure talking to him. Um, yeah, Kevin saying Bono. So he was involved as well. Imagine that. Excellent. I did see you two at Celtic Park, but that's another story. Um, we're talking Zoo about... Zoo TV Zoo TV, Lawrence. Oh, man, that was a cracking oh, tour, wasn't it? That was brilliant. Loved it. Uh, the build-up to... Any game against Rangers, obviously, um, basically engulfs your entire week leading up to it. And we're here now, and it's uh, minutes from kickoff. But it was absolutely superb to see um, the uh, the pyro up at Lennox Town. Um, and you know, the thing with that is, no matter what happens, you know, within seconds, it's on social media, and it's just like it's kind of building the atmosphere leading up to the game, Lawrence. And I'm going to use that because I think last season we were very critical of the fact that there was this kind of breakdown in the relationship between the fans and the club. You know, we we felt completely displaced. Now, that would have happened anyway because we weren't going to the games, right? But then, you know, the communication or lack of everything that was going on, we won't get into it on today, today's show, certainly. But there was a real coming together. And, and I think that, you know, our uh, previous manager, Brennan Rodgers, spoke about that holy trinity of club players and staff and fans coming together and then you become an unstoppable force. Um, how refreshing was it to see you and uh, the fans up at Lennox Town, the players reacting to it, the pyro, and it, it did seem like a coming together. Yeah, I didn't actually see it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I don't quick, know what I was doing. Line, line quick, you up there. Quick. <laughs> actually, <laughs> so uh, can I, I, I can't actually comment. I was thinking there, should I just pretend I've seen it? But you I, could have done, but no, you know what? We don't lie, do we? No. no That's no, what no, Joe Steen said. Uh, I'm just going up to the fence, mate. It's brilliant, you know, it, it shows the, was this, the, the wait, team. Wait, was this a Yeah. Uh, I think it just shows the team they've got, you know, the fans back in it. Because there's, there's only going to be 700 there today, uh, you know, yeah, you know yeah. so I, I think it's well, it, it's good to see things back, back on the one track, back, you know, focused together. But, you know, even if, kind of, I suppose you've got to say the club's up, up to social media again, and some of the stuff they've released about Ange and stuff has mm-hmm. certainly made the communication better with the fans. Yeah, I mean, we've definitely improved from last year. I mean, uh, is that because Peter Lowell's now left the building? Uh, but I, th- I think slowly but surely we're, we're bridging that gap, you know, with, with the fans, the board. But I think Ange is probably the biggest reason for this right enough. I agree with that. I think you know? Ange is crucial to all of that. Yep. I've had um, a lot of discussions over the piece with Jim Orr, who, of course, was involved in the early 90s movements, um, Save Ourselves, um, specifically. And when the club and we didn't have any real great times in the early 90s, but when the club starts to win or you, you appoint a new manager and there's a bit of momentum or if you sign a, a, a big profile player, 
um, there's less focus on what's going on behind the scenes. And, and I think that over the nine in a row campaign, I mean, it's not a criticism of any Celtic fan to be focusing on the football, is it? When you're dominating Scottish football and you're winning four trebles in a row. I mean, if anybody comes out, and Kevin Graham did it a few times on the show and, and started speaking about the issues behind the scenes, you're basically going to get shouted down because you're like, what are you talking about? We're winning nine in a row, we're winning four quadruples in a row. Um, so if, if the team's doing well and you buy into the manager, it's almost as if they, they're protecting any, any flack that the board might be getting otherwise. Well, I think success can blind you. Yeah. And the biggest thing that you can really annoy me, I think probably most Celtic fans, is uh, in Europe we've been absolutely awful. I mean, apart from the odd good result here or there, but we've not done anything really. No. Yeah, I mean, when was that? I mean, when Lennon was there, when we beat Barcelona and we got, got to the last 16, uh, that's right, isn't it? I think so. That, that's what, 10 years ago? Mm. So, in, so in 10 years we've, done, we've stagnated and done nothing in Europe really we've barely qualified for the, the group stages maybe what two or three times ill prepared you yeah, I always yeah. feel we're ill prepared for it you know it's an odd result in Milan you know and like, e- even yep. glimpses of performances this season under Ange has been brilliant I'll bet it's away you were thinking you know what we've got a team here you know although we, we didn't win it was a you, you saw glimpses so but let's hope next season Ange is uh, going to deliver something in Europe. Uh, you know Ange wants to show, you know, to Europe. That's the big thing. That, yeah. that, that's his holy grail. Mm. I mean, that's his, he's thinking, because you, you heard it in his, his wee speech before the cup final. Yeah. About the greatness of what Celtic's achieved. He wants to do something himself here. Mm-hmm. And I, I tell you, obviously we're not going to win the Champions League, but I mean, We've qualified got, good stages I mean and well, listen if Mourinho could do it with Porto I'm, I'm, I'm confident well, Postler Coglu well, with Celtics can well, get it well, an well, equally good chat, try could, could you imagine that I mean the man's in the right now but we can't hear him obviously but uh, oh dear the, the thing is Ewan right uh, at least he's talking about it it's one of these things the club yeah. never addresses what are our European ambitions and, and at the AGM um, a couple of things baffle me at, at most AGMs, but they were talking about how you know it was just too difficult. It was too difficult for a club like Celtic. What a defeatist attitude! Yeah, and it was great to hear to Ange coming out, you know, and saying, "No, this is a great European name. We should be." There's only you know a certain number of clubs who have won this tournament, and we're one of them. Uh, and we should have European aspirations. Uh, I'm not getting carried away. I know that. You know, this is part of a project. I don't know if it's a three-year project in Angie's mind or a five-year. Everything will, will come to a close eventually. But I think that within that within that process and within that time period, he will certainly have an ambition um, that Celtic will progress in Europe because, like you say, we've stagnated on on that particular platform. Now, we are approaching um, kick-off time. It's in about three minutes. Um, I wanted to talk to you as well, and this isn't because I'm, I'm going to say... Um, Obviously, the fans, the lucky 700 fans are popping up on the telly and Ewan's getting a wee bit nervous, I can see it. <laughs> chill Pill comes in. I'm feeling nervous now. Well, Chill, just listen to your name there, mate. Just take a wee Chill Pill. Uh, everything's going to be fine because I think we'll have got the right team. We've got the right team out there. And I'll tell you, Rangers would need to put in the best performance they're capable of to go toe-to-toe with Celtic today. And that, that's the one thing that I'm pretty confident of. I think that starting a loving out there is capable of winning this this game here but if they do win the game Lawrence I'm going to ask the question what does that do for title aspirations oh, mate, that, that, I think that's uh, the, the league's in the bag uh, you know we win this but we're more or less home and hose aren't we I, I think over the next three games win your next three games 
you know, you'll, you'll win the cup final and you'll win the league. But t- today, it's, you know, it's one hand on the, the league trophy, isn't it, if we win? I think it is. And I never ever want to come across as uh, overconfident. Uh, but I just think that, you know, the, the the distance that we've come this season, and you see that, that group of players with Ange, the leader, going up to address the Celtic fans who have come out in their numbers with the pyro and the banners. And there's a belief, and I keep saying this, he's put a belief in not on, only to the fan base, but into the, the side. And that belief was, was completely missing last season, which was the most frustrating thing because you're saying you guys have been the dominant force in Scottish football for the best part of a decade and you can't believe that you're going to win it this season. That was the frustration. This season, he has given us as a fan base, as a club and that playing staff the belief that we can win this league and we're sitting here on the 2nd of April going into a game that should we win it, it puts us in pole position. Now listen, the the players are on the park so I, you know I'm going to absolutely um, have no issue with everybody switching off their Axrom <laughs> screens and getting on to their telly wherever they're watching it in the world. Uh, to watch Celtic come up against Rangers. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. It's been an absolute pleasure on this Sunday morning um, to chat about the biggest game of the season. Thanks, every single one of you, for commenting. Remember, subscribe on. on YouTube and you might win a couple of tickets to go and see Simple Minds on Wednesday night. You might even win a vintage concept kit with a big, massive shamrock on it. Um, and I'll be posting pictures uh, on the socials of both of those competitions as well. All that's left for me to say, you and Martin, Lawrence Connolly, thank you for joining me on a Celtic State. Hell, hell. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad, because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data q3 2022 and cox serviceable areas visit cox.com internet for details Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Network.